0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. I was in prayer uh, this, this week, you know, just, just in praying, and uh, early in the week, it was like Monday or Tuesday, And the Lord began to deal with me about what he wants to do. And what I'm about to say is nothing new. But when the Lord deals with you about something, it's time to pay attention. Amen. Amen. And the Lord dealt with me uh, and instructed me that he wants to take us I almost hesitate to say this because it's been said before, and I don't want it to fall on uh, uh, on you in a way that you just pass it off. The Lord said he wants to take us to a deeper dimension in him in him. He wants to fill us with His glory and His presence. And the Lord was dealing with me about this, about the fact that church, whatever that means to the ordinary conscience of men, church as a thing, church as, a, as an experience, as, a, as something we do, someplace we go, the way, we, uh, the way our services are conducted, church isn't designed to work any other way but in his power and glory. Church is not designed to be conducted absence his presence. And not just in a uh, covert sense but in an overt sense. In other words, his manifested presence. Church isn't designed to work any other way. Now, one thing that that I have kind of majored on in the last couple of few years is the fact that the idea of church, what it literally, that word really literally means and what it meant to the first generation who heard the word church used in connection with the assembling of the saints. The word Ecclesia was already a common word. It was a very well-known Jewish word. You know their old testament, uh, their their Old Testament Bible was a Greek translation. And that word Ecclesia was used for the assembly of Israel. and it meant that God had called Israel for these solemn assemblies. You know, the Lord would call the children of Israel together and they would meet in His presence. And it was it was called a solemn or a sacred assembly. And, uh, but the, but the, the, the emphasis or the, or the deep understanding was it that, wait a minute, we've been called by the Lord to come assemble. So that's what that word meant to Jews. And when Jesus took that word and, and used it, uh, he, he coined that word and applied it to what we have today, the church, uh, what we call the church, you, you know, it, when it was first used, it wasn't uh, particularly a, uh, a Christian word. It was a, it was a Jewish word. It had a secular meaning that meant basically the same thing, an, an assembly where, where citizens were called together. And uh, when Jesus used that for, for the body of Christ, the very first thing that would, that would register on the hearer is God calling us together. And so I try to catch myself if I can. Sometimes I don't, and sometimes it's not really necessary. But I try to catch myself from just referring to uh, expressions like "when when we assemble together" or "when we come together" as though we just decide to do it. God calls us to meet together, and He leaves it. God is so smart. The way he works things, he he every time we assemble, it's because he's called us. And yet, at the same time, he leaves it up to us to determine the times that we assemble, which which leads us to unconsciously think, well we, we you know we're we're running the show. We're assembling because we decided to. He lets he he works with us. in other words, a a, a meeting. Schedule is not imposed on us. He allows us to meet when it's good. Uh, and some people meet, you know, at different times. And that's wonderful. But I'm not, I'm not talking about meeting. Listen, the idea of house churches uh, uh, it seems to be gaining, you know, some popularity. It is completely not scriptural. It's completely not scriptural. But I don't have time to go into that. Because the idea of the church is like when in Corinthians said, when the whole church has come together in one place. See, in Acts chapter 2, they were all together in one accord in one place. And so God calls us together to a common place, a meeting place. There's a lot of reasons for that we have to go go into now. But he he doesn't impose a schedule there's a standing call. It's just out there all the time. There's a standing call on our, on our hearts to come together. Like I've said before, if you stay in fellowship with God, when, when, the, when the time begins, just begins to roll around, starts getting close to the appointed times, you know, that we've established, there's something in you that, oh man, we get to go to church And even though it's busy, you know, and there's a lot, particularly if you have children, you know, or if you're working late, there's a lot of things, you know, that you have to do. But uh, unsaved people don't understand, why do you do this? Why do you go to church more than once a month, let alone three times a week? You've, excuse me, you've been asked that question. Well, the reason is God tugs on our hearts. And if you stay in fellowship with the Lord, like I said, when, when time for church begins to come around, there's an excitement, there's just an, there's something that draws you. That's the ecclesia. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God calls us together for a purpose. God has a distinct and special I could say unique purpose for every time He calls us together. Now, anything that that humans do on a on a recurring basis, you know, uh, by by uh, uh, you know recurring schedule, you know, like going to church or doing anything else, it can become blasé. I knew what that word meant, but I just looked it up last night. The word blasé means, are you ready for this? I'm going step on somebody's shoes. Unimpressed or indifferent to something because one has experienced or seen it so often before. <laughs> huh? Can I get a witness? <laughs> Unimpressed, are indifferent to something because you've seen it or experienced it so often before. That's what blasé means. Because we're human. And like I say, just human nature. But I always add, it's fallen human nature. Just say, well, it's just human nature to say, yeah, but that's fallen human nature. It's sinful human nature. And we all have a fallen nature human nature it's called the flesh and you got it and I got it amen so I experience the same things you do anything even church can become blase to me just like it can to you. I put my pants on the same way you do and so there's not any difference in the way uh, our, our flesh tries to interfere with what God's doing in our lives so, we can become blase or unimpressed with the preaching, <laughs> disinterested, because it's no longer special to us, because we've seen it and experienced it so many times before. But do you suppose? Do you suppose if you, if you agree, and I think most of you would, if you would agree that God has a purpose when we come together? If you believe that, do you suppose he is blasé about meeting with us? Right. That's good. Do you suppose he is uninterested or uh, what was the other word? indifferent to meeting with us because he's done it so many times before. No. No, God doesn't have a flesh. <laughs> Amen. God has a purpose and He He anticipates our coming together. If, if God anticipates with excitement, if 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 we dare say that, I don't know how excited God gets. You know, I mean, I, 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 I Jesus, we He showed some some passion and some uh, some emotion on a few occasions, didn't He? If God is excited and has and anticipates His time with us, dear Lord, shouldn't we, considering who He is and who we are? Dear Lord, shouldn't we have a degree of anticipation? Shouldn't we shake ourselves from the flesh and from natural thinking and natural feeling? Shake ourselves when it's time to assemble together and say, you know, glory to God. The God, the creator of the heavens and the earth has called us together to meet with us, to speak to us, to do something in us, to show us something, to be strong in us. Oh, glory to God. Then we ought to be excited and I'm not just trying to stir up some kind of you know, hoo hoo you know, excitement. I'm talking about a, a spiritual excitement. There should be something in our heart. Oh, glory to God. We must hunger for a meaningful encounter with God when we come together. Not just have church. We should go beyond just expecting to have for church to be good. And because, you know, it's like I said a earlier, you guys fellowship like you haven't seen one another in a year. And you'll do the same thing tonight. But because we are a family and, there, and there's a spiritual bond, and that is edifying and uplifting, and, and good singing is edifying and uplifting and... <clears throat> So we can, we can be anticipating, uh, like looking forward to church. Like I said, if you're in fellowship with the Lord, there's just a, a, a drawing. And, it, and it's, a, it, it's a positive thing. It's not a, it's not a negative. There's not a foreboding on Sunday morning. Not in my house. It's not like, oh, it's Sunday again. Pastor Andrew said, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> "No, there's not. There is, there is a looking forward. I mean, there, yeah. anticipation, and 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 there's a, a, a you know, a, a, an uplifting feeling and emotion, and that's good. We need to have that." But I'm concerned that sometimes we don't expect a real meaningful encounter with God. We expect a fulfilling encounter with one another. And hopefully you expect a meaningful message. But we we need to hunger for a meaningful encounter with God every time we come together. Every time. Now listen, I'm not talking about, and we should expect it. There should be an expectation. Hunger and expectation go together. If you don't have one, you don't have the other. But, but let, me, let, me be, let me be clear. I'm not talking about an expectation for any particular thing to happen. I'm not talking about, you know, a hunger and expectation that we're going to jump the pews. It would be hard to do since we don't have any. Jump the chairs. I'm not talking about an expectation and a hunger uh, for uh, any particular kind of feeling or emotion or, or exuberance. Or I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about a hunger and a desire for even demonstrations and manifestations of the spirit. I'm not are or, or a good, uh, 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 helpful, inspiring, edifying message. Or that's not what I'm talking about. Those things flow out from. A meaningful encounter with God. They they come out of. They are the result of meaningful encounters with God, that's and that's what we need to be desiring. We need to be desiring and hungering. That's what the thing. That's that's the the sense that the Lord kept driving home to me is He's wanting to us to. He there are things He wants to do. He wants to take us like he said, into a deeper dimension, but we have to hunger. There has to be a real hunger for a meaningful encounter with God when we come together. And again, not not every service is gonna be uh, like every other service. God has everything that we need. Uh, There must be... A deep hunger in our hearts for the word first. The word has to be first. There has to be a deep hunger for the word. How many of us could say we really love God's word? Just really love it. Just really love Uh, how, to, to how many of us is the word of God A real priority in our lives Where we, 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 we can't live without this it's, it's something that we must feed on Every day That's what I'm talking about we, we have to have that first The word has to be first Because the word is, is, is what Establishes truth In our lives. And everything else about about our encounter with God, we can check it against the word. And if it lines up with the word, it's of God. If it doesn't, it's not. It's real simple. And the reason I, uh, I think the Lord is dealing with me about that is in the modern church world, in today's popular church culture, the Word of God is so devalued. It's so devalued. It's only used, uh, it's only used in a uh, almost remotely as a second fault to whatever the plans of man are. There's the the in so many in this is this is across the board the the it used to be called I don't know if it still is the emergent church culture I don't know if that phrase is still being used but the popular uh, way of of doing church people call talk about doing church I don't like that but the popular uh, model. And it has swept across all denominations. There's this uh, homogenous amalgamation of boiling all mixed into one to make one kind of service that doesn't offend anybody. Well, you can't do you can't get too much into much word. <laughs> so the word of God has been devalued and. Word of faith, churches, Rhema churches have fallen into this as well as any other group. It's it's broad-based. It's a devaluing of the word of God. And see, that so troubles me because my wife and I, and some of you uh, remember the days where we would go to meetings and we would stand for one to sometimes longer hours outside waiting to get in. I took George Kearns, Pastor Kearns from Chiefland, who went home to be with the Lord a couple years ago. I took him with me one time to, to Tulsa to one of Dad's, uh, I guess it was Winter Bible seminars and I'm telling you, it was like 20 degrees and the wind was blowing about 30 miles an hour and we got out there and he did not bring a coat I had a trench coat, a nice warm, you know, full length trench coat, you know. And uh, he didn't have one. And we tried to find him one, went to the coat closet, you know, tried to find him one and we couldn't find him one. I mean, it was, it was cold. And we were out there for two hours waiting to get in. People, Some people waited, the ones in front of us, we didn't get at the front. The people in front of us had been out there three or four hours. Some people would leave the morning service and run, get lunch, and come back and get in line or try to get at the front door. Some people brought their lunch with them, and when morning service is over, they run to the car and gobble it down real quick and get back in line, you know, get back to the door. The youth department eventually, as a fundraiser, they bought one of these these, uh, sandwich carts And they had it out close to the front door (laughs) so that people could have something to eat while they waited because they didn't want to miss, they'd miss lunch. To get into the service. You say, well, that was Brother Hagin. I'm gonna gonna deal with that. That was Brother Hagen. Well, there's a part of that was true. There's part of that's true. It was Brother Hagin. And he would thrill us with all of his stories of his adventures over the past decades and all that God had done. And, and, and God would move in those services and there'd be manifestations of the Spirit. And so there was that, but there was a hunger to not just get in Brother Hagin's presence, but because we knew the presence of God would be there. We expected, going to those meetings, we expected to get revelation in the next service. We expected God to speak to us individually in our lives, just sitting in the service. We expected to receive impartations of the Spirit of God. We expected to, to for the Word to become alive and to see things we'd never seen. We expected that. Well, that hunger and that anticipation is what created that environment for God to move. Now, the reason I know that's true is because many of you know my wife and I the Lord dealt with us in the mid-90s. This was, this was all through the 80s and, 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 and up into the mid-90s and a little beyond that. In the mid-1990s, the Lord dealt with us, my wife and me, to go to Brother hagan 's Holy Ghost meetings that he was conducting all around the country. And, and he did that from 1994 to 2000, I think, Holy Ghost meetings. And we were in over 30, maybe 33 of those meetings. I mean, we went to Canada, we went to uh, you know, Texas, we went to New York, we went to Arkansas and Alabama, and we went to Georgia, and we went to Washington State, California, we, we went to Nevada, we went to places, you know, and traveled to get in those meetings because the Lord dealt with us about it. And we received some impartations during that time that we would not have received. But here's what, what I noticed. The hunger for the word began to wane. Brother Hagen didn't change. His stories were just as riveting. And if you heard his stories 10 times, the 11th time was just as good. He told the same stories. He had the same move of the spirit He would get over into the office of prophet. He would move in that. He he had a powerful healing ministry. Those gifts of the Spirit, manifestation of the Spirit, were just as as wonderful and prolific in his old age as they were in his younger days, but the crowds dropped off. There crept into the word of faith in the Durama churches a slow but insidious. Loss of of love for the Word of God and for the Spirit, the move of God, and it and it became my wife can tell you and some of you went to some of these meetings because he would come to Florida every year, and he had there was two large churches in Florida, one in Lakeland and one in Miami, and he would come one year to one and the other year to to the other one, and uh, it got to be where even even and these were the two largest Rama churches in Florida. Uh, the crowds just weren't there. The balconies were empty. The church that had a balcony, the, tr- the balcony was empty. The floor wasn't full. It wasn't like that in the beginning. In Miami, we'd look around and church was half, half empty. He he almost could not get a crowd anymore. And it wasn't anything different about him. It's because people, some people, lost their love for the Word of God. So I challenge you, is the Word, do you really love it? Like you once did. There were times in our lives, mine and your lives, where you couldn't have made it. You would not have made it and you knew you wouldn't have made it had it not been for the word of God. The word of God was your lifeline. Your life depended on it. You knew it. And it was that valuable to you. It has to be that way for God to do what he wants to do today. I don't know, because I know Paul said that in the last days, some will, you know, depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having itching ears, turn them turn their 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 ears away from the truth. I know Paul said that, so I don't know what's going to happen to everybody else, but I know what can happen in this house. I know what can happen in this house. We can stir ourselves and say, that's not going to happen to me. I will I will. I hate to say double down. I hate to say double up. It's not, it's not just a, uh, uh, some kind of a natural effort. It has to be a, a, a stirring and a hunger in your heart that you have to dig down deep and cultivate. Dig out, sometimes you gotta dig out the things that are in the way of that, the things that, that hinder and corrupt that. Get those things out of your life so that the word can take the place again that it should take. God wants to do amazing things among this body right here. He wants to do it in the body of Christ and I and I'm all about that, but he wants to do it here. Oh glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you Lord. Glory to God. Let's something else he he laid on my heart. Let me see. I'll jump ahead a little bit and we'll, we'll, we'll close with this activity. You want to do an activity? <laughs> well, we'll, do, we'll have an activity this morning. The Lord said to me, you need to give time after and even in the middle of your messages for the church to stop and give thanks for what they just heard. You know, our, our church vision that God would make us ministers and witnesses of the things we have seen. We, we, we need to stop and give thanks for the things we've seen. If I'm preaching on Jesus being the mediator of a better covenant, it's absolutely appropriate for us to take a minute and stand up and take five minutes just thanking God. Thinking Jesus that he's the mediator of a better covenant. And so we're going to do that. This is going to be our activity. We're going to stand up and thank God for his word. Oh, Just think, he gave us his word. If, you, if you've ever studied how the Bible came into existence... If you've ever just, you, you, could, you could do a study, it would really bless you how the Bible came into existence and how miraculous it is that this, that this combination of books that were written by so many different authors, how, how God supernaturally threaded things together, it could not have happened anyway by natural means. This is a supernatural book. This is a supernatural uh, 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 blessing. This is a supernatural thing that God put in our hands. So full of him. God says, I have exalted my word even above my name. Let's just exalt the word of God today. Oh, Father, we thank you for this book. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you, Father, for the deliverance it's brought into our lives. The enlightenment, Father. We, we, we know where we came from. We know the bondage we were in. We know the unbelief we were in. We know the religious traditions we were bound by. We know the, the sinful bondages we were, uh, we were in. Your word delivered us. It opened our eyes. We saw the light when we looked into this word. Your Holy Spirit revealed wonderful things from this Word that we didn't know. Your Word changed our lives. God, we honor your Word today. We honor your Word. We thank you. We thank you for your Word, your holy written Word. Oh, glory to God men gave their lives for this word. They were tortured. They lived in caves. They were were harassed in every which way. They were sawn asunder. Their, their, Their children were taken from their hands. They laid down everything to give us this word. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the word of God. Father, we stir ourselves up to respect, honor, and hunger for more of your word because there's so much more in here. There's so much more in here we need. We thank you, Father, for what we've seen and what it's done, but there is so much more in here. There's so much more deliverance. There's there's so much more life. Hallelujah. Somebody said, Well, preacher, the reason we're not as excited about it as it once were, because you just keep preaching the same thing. You just it's just the same thing all the time. Just keeps preaching on faith and healing and victory. Yeah, but you're still sick and bound. You're still defeated in areas in your life. Yeah, I've been preaching on healing for for nearly 40 years, but you're still sick. Come on now. There's more. Just because you've heard it for 40 years, you can hear it again. And you can walk in realms of victory that you've heard about and you know about, and you've talked about, and you've even testified about, you can walk in realms of victory, life, authority, prosperity, blessing, favor, like you've never walked in before. There's so much more. There's so much more. There's so much more of God. There's so much more of God for you. There's so much more of God for me than I've experienced, and there's so much more of God for you than you've experienced. Amen. I want it. 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 I want. It. I, want. I I, I want to be completely sold out. Completely sold out. They say all in today. I want to be. I want to be all in. Completely sold out. Completely committed to everything available to me in this word, because it's gonna take that in order for God to do. You think God made all of this available? You think God made the full life, the complete, total life of dominion, health, abundance, favor, all of the blessing. You think he made that available for us as as, as something beyond what we need? sort of an excessive package you know no it's it, all of it's necessary we need to not just embrace mentally but, but have it producing as a river on the inside of us just flowing out of us the word of God the word of God has to be real again has to be real again it even has to be more real than it's ever been Hallelujah. Father, we honor you today. Glory to God. We honor your word. Hallelujah. And we stir our hearts. We stir our hearts. We respond to the spirit stirring and take action today. to stir our hearts to to get more from this holy word than we've ever gotten. To understand it better. To be more conformed to the picture of us as pictured in this Bible. More conformed to that than anything else. More conformed to the image of Christ in us. The hope of glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, God, see, she's a black, a for a the previous day, the coriander tassas, so many men and here, crystal, and the prafopachakrites, the sisos, those Japaners, the father Oh, we love you, Father. We love you, Father. We love you. We love you. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all we have seen. And all we will yet see. What we have seen and what will be revealed unto us. That's what that was about. Glory to God. That's what that was about when he gave us our vision. That would be ministers and witnesses of the things which we've seen. And the things that he would yet reveal to us. We've, we've known that but somehow that's, that's more fresh this morning. Somehow that. Things yet to see is bigger in me right now, suddenly, just suddenly right now than it's ever been. Things yet revealed, those words weren't just thrown in there to just sort of put a bow on the end of the statement, sort of to, to sort of just kind of round it out. There's, there's, there is a lot in that. Things yet seen. There's a lot in that. That for these last days, we need to tap into. It's not enough to just thank him for things yet seen. There's a place for that. But we got to press into those things. We're not going to get there by not pressing into the word because that's where those things are. Amen? Oh, glory. Thank you, Father. You'll make us ministers and witnesses of the things which we've seen and the things which will be revealed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Victory. Victory. Yeah, victory. Victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you with me today? We're going to go together? Amen. There's room in this boat for everybody. Amen. Glory to God.